Hello, Brisbane. of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some forex. Wow. You hear that? That's a little thing called music. It's nice, isn't it? Calms you down. Fingers plucking away like it's a year nine dance. <laughs> wow. Sounds good. We're going to talk about it today. Oh, Henry. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh sorry, boys. Oh, sorry. I uh, didn't realise you'd interrupted Hamish and I's super secret songwriting session. S- Joe, sorry. And, That's uh, rude, mate. Sorry to Joe and sorry to a very special guest. And uh, second time, technically, on the pod, yes. Hamish Lidstar. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. No worries. It's, it's, you're, it's you're... a bit weird after the first time when you cut out all of my <laughs> opinions on the Ecker. You've already had more words on this episode than on the Ecker episode. And it's amazing that we got so many messages from people saying there's clearly a voice that's been cut out of the Ecker episode and Henry and I have just blanket denied it all, uh, which is so exciting for us. Mm. Well, thanks for giving me a second chance. That's right, After mate. I screwed up so bad the yeah, first time. Yeah, it's just time. atrocious. Um, and obviously all that hate speech that you said, uh, just, that'll be gone this I episode, understand. right? You, you've yep. done a course, <laughs> yeah. anger management and everything. Empathy Good. course, it's fantastic. <laughs> now... What we are doing today, as you might have heard with those plucky little strings at the beginning there, is we're talking all about music and Brisbane music to be specific. So what we wanted to do, a bit it, for something a little bit interesting for this special episode, it's how to make it as a musician in Brisbane. Okay, well, you've come to the wrong bloke. <laughs> the exact wrong bloke. <laughs> Two guys have broken up with their bands. <laughs> Two guys who gave it a good nudge for a couple of years and then gave up. Played maybe one EP launch at the bright side yeah. and then <laughs> packed it in. Didn't even do that. Oh, like look one on- EP launch at Eat Street. No, you supported us for that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hey, don't be too hard. Look on the bright side. Hey, hey. that's good. That's the sort of music puns you'll be hearing all over this episode. Has anyone ever done a cover of Monty Python's Always Look on the Bright Side at the Bright Side? Is uh, that allowed? I'm not like I'm sure there's a themed night there I mean, where they've you, done that. You'd probably agree. <laughs> a Monty Python yeah. theme. I'm hundred percent sure there was like drag queens doing it's Monty like, Python it's songs like or Spam-a-Lot something. It's like Spamalot and Shag Rocker doing really surfy acoustic <laughs> covers of Eric Idle songs. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I'd pay for that. That sounds unreal. I actually like that. Now, so what we were thinking of doing? We mentioned this on the show uh, a few weeks ago. Joe and I's DJ collective Slam Thider. Yep. Uh, Joe Shooting being up the charts. Gummerville House being his DJ name, yeah. myself being Lord Mayor Graham Twerk. So what I thought we'd do is we love podcasting, but really we want to use it as a platform to launch our hmm. Brisbane music career. Our, our music career is so much more important to us than this silly little podcast ever so, will be. So I guess if you suggested, your bands have broken up, but I thought maybe it's a bit of a roadmap of what not to do, what you learnt. Now, True. very briefly, Haim, run us through your... Uh, musical history with Brisbane. Give us, give us the Hamish Lister resume. Well, it all started when I was a young boy. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> as it often does. In a baby band. No, no. Uh, <laughs> once I graduated from high school, I uh, decided to start a rock band. Mm. Uh, was that after you graduated? Yeah, yeah. Oh, not all of us were prodigies in That's year true. 11. That's Yeah, mm. not all of you were shredding the notes. Mm, yeah. That's a phrase, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yep. We'll get into that. So, you, you've, graduated, you've graduated high school, you started a band. Now, that first band was, was called... Was called Vertigo. Vertigo. And then... Same bands, different name, came to Infolds. Mm. Why um, the name change? Um, because there were too many bands called Vertigo. And also we're having a lot of messages, people saying like, 
want to come to your gig, but my grandma's in hospital. She has vertigo, and I find it a bit insensitive. <laughs> like genuinely, we got some messages yeah, like that's that. Why We're my like, my band cerebral palsy never got off the ground. <laughs> 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 Terrible look. <laughs> um, um, I've always wanted to ask you this, Haim, because Henry and I met you around the time your, your band names changed, actually. Did you also change it because Vertigo is just not a great name? <laughs> I, mean, that's, I, I mean, that was, we weren't, like, sad to yeah. lose it, you know. It yeah. was- like, And I say this as someone who spent $45 for a Vertigo shirt off you because you told me it was the last one. It definitely wasn't $45. Yeah, I, you- <laughs> I ripped you off. I saw the cheap at $45. Oh, is that the I- first tip on how to make it? Yeah. Always, <laughs> always make a profit on the merch. You know, someone's going to buy a shirt from you, double the price. Yeah. <laughs> you know that I'm an impulse buyer. You just had to outlast me for, like, 30 seconds and I would have given you 50, mate. So, you've got... Gone from Vertigo to Twinfolds. Now, at what stage did you realise that that name sounded like a vagina? Um, I think as soon as I spoke to you two. Yeah, I think Twin Flaps came up uh, in a matter of Very seconds. quickly. No, nah, Twinfolds, great name. And so you guys had an EP. Yeah, we had uh, we've two EPs, a couple of singles hmm. out there on Spotify and everything. But and yeah. I, say, I mean, I say this, you being one of my best mates, but to the listeners, like, go listen, earnestly... Oh. Great music In before I was friends with Hamish Very very good Yeah genuinely Like I always really loved Twin Folds and Vertigo Despite our tension and beef Which we'll get to later in the episode Well let's transition to that So what was your band? So my band was the Paper Tigers And we were I, I don't think it's unfair to say A lot of people hated us Because we were very very young And quite I don't know smug How young? So we yeah. started in year nine so, so we were playing with a lot of bands who, you know, were 26-year-old guys who were trying to make music their whole career. Mm. And on a number of occasions, we got the, you're just spoiled little kids playing with daddy's toys, which as I sit with my dad's guitar next week, you know, not wrong. No. <laughs> um, but no, we, we, we almost did the full cycle before graduating year 12. We played our last gig, I think, at the start of year 12 before reuniting once to play with Hamish's band. But yeah, so we, uh, we had a couple of mildly successful songs on Spotify, but yeah, we were always oh, very- Oh, greatly successful, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah tell us about so Norway was the song. Yeah, Norway. Yeah. Norway. We actually, you know what? We actually wrote it where we're sitting right now, where we record the show in my parents' garage was the old uh, Paper Tigers rehearsal space. Had a very catchy riff, like da 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 da. We used to always joke that every Paper Tigers yeah. song has the. <laughs> <laughs> which they, which they Written once. for crowd participation yeah. Genuinely Like that was the knock on us As we were very poppy And once we Were well, you so used to clapping in assembly yeah. You're, yeah. you're all 14 years old like, oh, That's great <laughs> Clapping at rugby on the weekend It's like gosh Are we start a rock band The more claps the better We once told our drummer Hamish No relation Um <laughs> Traditionally related by first. <laughs> yeah. Related by first. Yeah. Uh, is how it works. Uh, we told our drummer Hamish that we'd written a song and we started playing him through it. Um, and either me or the lead singer in the chorus, you know, we had some more claps and he just went, I'm not fucking playing that. <laughs> not in a million years. So we, we loved our claps, but we did it at a very young age and, mm. and you know, we had a, an interesting relationship with Hamish's band and the rest of the scene that we'll get into later. We'll get into that. So I guess what we're going to do today, listeners, is we were thinking... We have two professionals of the Brisbane music scene here, of the Paper Tigers and Twin Folds. So, what I'm going to do, as someone who has always been jealous of not being in music, I I love music, but I I know nothing about it. So, I want to learn from these two two musical Yodas, and (laughs) I will take their their advice. We're going to, I guess, along the way, the goal by the end of this special is to have written the perfect single Mm. for a Brisbane band. And I'll do you one better, Henry. I want you to walk out of this episode with a band name, yep. a single, yep. and a plan. 
Okay. And when you have a real old pocket Dare I say tea. a venue. <laughs> <laughs> and a corduroy cap. <laughs> Maybe a stubby cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Only $48 courtesy of Hamish Litster. <laughs> so we're going to do all of that in the show, riding along the way this song as we go. Mm. Uh, so I suppose it's about time we get into a little bit of history mm. via our favourite means of Wikipedia. Wikipedia, we're we, we so it's Wikipedia wig out, and we won't spend too long in this space, but there were just so many great Wikipedia articles about music in Brisbane and the scene that there are a few things I wanted to mention. First thing, like, did you boys know, and this is to get very specific from the Brisbane punk rock Wikipedia page, uh, Brisbane had the first ever punk band that wasn't in the US. I can definitely say I didn't know that. Would no, well, you do now, Hamish. That can't be correct. And you're a lucky yeah, man. No, no, it is. that's not right. Surely it's England. No, it's us. I know it sounds like I'm lying. Yeah, I've got into Wikipedia and um, so they're called the Saints. And the only reason I uh, bring them up is they weren't allowed to play gigs in Brisbane. All the clubs and all the pubs absolutely hated them. The police kept shutting them down. So what they did is they lived in a share house in Petrie Terrace, and they converted their entire house into a club called Club 76. Do you want to know how wow. long it went on for before the police shut them down? No liquor licence, just literally their living room. How long? It was 18 months. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> And amazing. it's on Petrie Terrace. It's number four Petrie Terrace. That, I've walked past that it. That honestly needs to be a documentary. <laughs> but that, how cool that is, is that? That is such a great setting for like a, yeah. a TV show about Brisbane. Oh, it's like- it, it's I reckon Studio- What'd you call it? No, no, Club 76. Club 76. But it does have that, like, Studio 54 type vibe. Well, I hope that's kind of when we move into the Castle yeah. Street Studios, the vibe of what's Read my on. mind, Henry. Like, I want their, you know... Podcasting being as cool and edgy <laughs> as punk music. Yeah, they may have been the first punk rock Just band a, in the... A sun. bunch of white guys shushing each other down the hall. <laughs> bunch of white guys going like, yep, yep, bit of gain on your mic there. So let's stop oh, Sorry, playing. can you keep it down? We're recording. <laughs> We're just down the hall recording. Just down the hall. Soundproof eggshell oh. foam is expensive. Okay, Jack? Mum, stop walking down the hallway in your high heels. <laughs> oh, I mean, legit. They do make a noise upstairs in the Dwyer house. And Dad's a drag queen as well. So <laughs> Dad, like, stop walking down the hall in your high heels. <laughs> and my sister's a stoner, so they're normal heels, but... Uh, <laughs> and then Please. also Ian Healy's over. It's like, heels? Stop walking around. And your name's Heels. <laughs> heels. But yeah, no, I reckon that's very cool. What do you think you'd need to do to turn your house into a club? Haim, you recently moved into a new house, actually. My current house? Yeah. Um, you know, no, th- you, we've got a house when you're three. <laughs> okay, don't be sassy. Come on. <laughs> um, no, I've got a big garage downstairs. Mm. You've seen that. There's a big concrete space that I reckon you could um, kind of clean out and turn say. into a good little yeah. You club wouldn't even area. you wouldn't even need to make too many changes with that no, downstairs it's, area. It's you've got. No, no you're lo- I think soundproofing would be your problem because yeah. you've got the beams that leak out. I think at Club Seventy Six, they yeah. uh, the glass was soundproof. I don't oh, know okay. if that's a thing. I'm just assuming because it took them 18 months to shut it down. So it was the Saints, you say, punk band, uh, first out of the US, apparently. So uh, any big songs were these guys a hit or they were just a local band? Oh, no, they were. Um, if you Have you ever heard Just Like Firewood? Oh, Bruce yeah. Bruce Springsteen covered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their, like, mega hit. Now, I'm going to put it out there. Not a, not a punk song at all. What were they, what were they taught? What was Just Like Firewood? What is punk? You're looking at which one do you want to? <laughs> which one? I'll answer them both with a third question for the audience. Um, I've got no idea what you know what firewood is, mate. You've got a fire at your house. No, but they're saying just like firewood in, oh, in true, inferring that they're not talking about firewood. Maybe maybe paper. 
Mm. Like newspaper They're talking is. about the newspapers. They're, yeah. they're talking about the bullshit Murdoch news. Oh. <laughs> uh, but the, the only other main thing I wanted to take away from Wikipedia, Henry, mm. um, obviously they have a massive list of famous Brisbane musicians, but I think we should talk about that when we talk about what the name of your band is going to be. Okay, yeah, that'd be nice because um, I obviously- Well, I would say- because we have Slam Thighday as a DJ Thigh. collective, but what I'm seeing already, a lesson I'm taking away, is maybe it's easier to make it as a band, like a rock band, and then launch Slam Thighday's DJ yep. collective on 100% that. 100% agree. Once once you're a small indie rock band who's mm. played a few gigs, they'll ask you to DJ after your set. Mm. Dude, how That's funny is that? Like, whenever true. you see, like, Ricks and it's like, the Jungle Giants, what? DJ, DJ set. set. DJ like it, it, I assume goals. it just comes with the terror. Did you ever get asked to DJ? Hey, yeah, we got asked to DJ at the bright side. Oh, um, we spent so long, you know, prepping for it. None of us knew how to DJ, and yeah. we were like, didn't stop us up, from making a record out what either, songs but- <laughs> we were gonna do. You know, making a good playlist for it, and then we got there on the night, and just no one kind of came up to us and said. Time for your DJ set, boys. Oh, oh right. And so we just didn't do it. <laughs> Imagine that so just happened just at like. Often I'm, happens at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre with you too. They're just like, <laughs> I was like, no one ever asked us to come on, so we Bono. just didn't do the show. Monkeys are like, we're all the way from, from Sheffield, and um, yeah, it's eleven p.m. and we'd love, uh, <laughs> we'd love to play. We can't pick a single voice in the crowd asking for us, so we don't want to come on. Hey, that's so. Sad. Did you not think to ask anyone? Well, we kind of did, but then someone else started DJing, and then we didn't want to be like. <laughs> Hey, we're the band. We don't know how to DJ, but get off. But get yeah, that's very true. It feel very offensive. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose that's that's a good start then. So yeah. we'll we'll talk about so we'll, we'll talk about what I need to you start need a rock band. band. Yeah. Uh, dare I say, and and without cutting anyone's grass too much, starting a Brisbane indie rock band has to be one of the easiest things in the world. Interesting. Oh, all it takes is a DNM with a stranger around a patio table <laughs> at 3 a.m. saying, Man, I haven't played guitar since like six years ago. I just want to jam. Yeah. I mean, that's literally me in Dublin, like going to my friends, like, We should totally start a we band start when a we get band, back. Man. Well, that's the annoying thing is that I did do a year of guitar lessons in oh, year Henry. three. So maybe this is the Ooh, renaissance I needed. Yeah. Because then I switched, well, I did clarinet year five and six. Jimmy Henry Bretts. Yeah, that's damn right. <laughs> you, you don't even need to know the people in your band like we went through a stage where we were trying to it was just myself and james the guitarist Mm. in the band we went through a stage where we were posting on gum tree asking for people to come (laughs) in you get a lot of strum tree tree, get a lot of weird old guys Uh, a lot of very very weird people on gum tree saying that they're really good singers yeah there's nothing sadder than a 31 year old musician get a job (laughs) <laughs> All right, Paul, Paul, Paul Keating, Keating over here. <laughs> talking to protesters. I um, I would say as well, like the, I guess you're maybe going to get into this, but the launching pad, mm. from my understanding, for many, and I think you've got a bit of info here about it, is for Triple Z. Yeah. So mm. Brisbane's community radio station. Uh, is that is that a milestone? It de- I guess there's triple. Or was de- triple J yeah. unearthed kind of knocked that? No, nah, look. The problem with unearthed is anyone can upload this song. We yeah. could upload this show to unearthed and say it's spoken word jazz, cool. Which it is. Which it is. Uh, which it's which how it I've is. always thought That's of it. That's how we've <laughs> been listening to it. <laughs> you get on I've here been playing like- my saxophone over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Improv. Just riffing over it. Okay, so that's surprising. So getting on for well, I guess getting on for triple Z is not hard. Well, actually, they refused to play us. We never, ever, ever got four triple Z airplay because they thought we were too poppy. They absolutely detested our sound. Mm. Um, And we played a lot of gigs there because in the car park at their place, um, which actually used to be the headquarters of the Communist Party of Brisbane, and they sold to four triple Z in like the 80s. That same Fortitude Valley building. Communist Party of Brisbane. Right. 
Okay. Cool. Yeah. Actually, but um, but yeah. So we played a lot of geeks for them, but I, I always found them shockingly hard to get airtime on because they just That's wouldn't listen to us. Because we literally, you can you can just put your music up on the community radio yeah. station, you know, listing. It's like a portal, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a portal you submit your song, songs to and community radio all over Australia can just take it off there and play it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they just picked us up and we went in for a couple of interviews and stuff, you know. Oh, that's unreal. It's a, you know, it's a nice little place. I mean, it, I've been on I was going to say, Henry, yeah. you, you have quite yeah. a bit of experience with Fortune. I think we've been interviewed by the same person on Yeah, we have a uh, friend, uh, friend of the show in Keenan, Pakistani, Harry Raval Lee, who yeah. has uh, a decanter of banter. I think it's still going. I think it's still oh, going. I think yes. four it's triple. Very funny Z. show. Well, I went. I, he did get moved to the five a.m. time slot. Yeah, but he's because he, he yeah, he's rowing. Well, he, well, he had a three a.m. <laughs> slot. I think he was on at three to four a.m. Insane times, man. Right. And you'd go in, you'd like wake up delirious, go in, and then love Harry, hilarious guy, but hilarious to the point where, gosh, he can throw you off your rhythm a fair bit. Yeah, you, oh, you've got to be like, improvisationally. You like, want to be if on your you, game. If anyone thinks this show is fast, Harry's is about nine or ten times quicker. As Lachlan Glaves once termed it uh, when Mike and I were on the show uh, with Harry he just called it mate this is just three men ru- uh, three men racing to a punchline could be the name of the show. <laughs> sounds like a British sitcom hmm. so, three bobbies three men so but yeah four triple Z being easy I guess easier to get interviewed on than played on you reckon well we got interviewed on because um, a friend of ours had a show called Sean McCarthy. Um, that was the name of the friend, not the show. Right. Yeah, And we came on and we did a cover of an Arctic Monkey song live. Mm. And I walked away assuming that, like, maybe he'd play our new single or our new EP. Turn it on in the car. Just doesn't at all. Yeah, he was here. Thanks for that, uh, Paper Tigers. Good work. <laughs> I suppose Full Triple Z is a bit more grungy. It, yeah. You know, it's it's not looking for the, the pop music that the Paper no. Tigers were churning out. It's no. not looking for hand claps and, no, no, no. and light-hearted backing vocals. But it it did always annoy us because we never got much airtime on Triple J Unearthed. We never got airplay on Full Triple Z, mm. which is why it was so perversely satisfying that we clearly did well on Spotify. Mm. But, like, in the metric that, to be honest, most artists actually strive for, we were crushing it, but we just felt absolutely shut out because we couldn't get a look in at Unearthed or Spotify. How'd you go with Sorry, Unearthed, Tanish? Triple Z. Yeah, same with Unearthed. I didn't really get much play yeah. on Unearthed. Um, I mean, it's the criticism everyone makes of Triple J and it's similar to 4 Triple Z. Yeah. They are looking for something. They're looking for something. They yeah. know what they're looking for. Mm. They've, they know what sound their listener base is looking mm. for. Mm. I think one of the biggest things like you kind of come to terms with as a band, like, going through the Brisbane music scene is like radio play and triple J play aren't the be all and end all. No. It's getting people to your shows, getting listens on Spotify. Selling merch for $45. Selling merch yeah. To, yeah. To Ripping off Joe. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it, that is so true. Like it's the foot traffic thing. And you know, yeah. like not to name any bands because like full credit to anyone. You see I bands. can't name a single band. <laughs> <laughs> not to name any bands because- um, um, The Beatles. <laughs> I don't know. The Rolling Stone. Fuck, that's the magazine. Um, but, like, there's a lot of bands that would get played on Triple J every week and would get charitably 20 people to their yeah. gigs. Like, Lit- they Literally, are- like, four years ago, we were playing Black Bear mm. and sold it out by accident. Like, they mm. just didn't let enough people in. Mm. And then Amy Shark was playing there a week later and she got, like, 100 people there. Mm-hmm. And it was, like... You she, heard it here like first. Hamish was better than Amy going Shark. everywhere. Um, really messed her up. Yeah, you really... Uh, she probably adored... Support, adored how you... What? Is it? 
What? I thought Amy Shark does have a song called. Yeah, I, I thought up. you were doing a come on, mess me up punt. Oh, no, no. no. We'll talk has. about Cub Sport later. Actually, let's talk about it now briefly because we got a really <laughs> funny message a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After our, um, what was the episode where we talked about Gang of Youths? Was it Bowen Hills? Yeah. Yeah. Someone messaged us being like, hey, you know another absolutely insufferable band with a needlessly rabid fan base? Cub Sport. I couldn't agree more. I mean, their dogs have an Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. They, you know. Are they the Cubs? They, no. Well, they they were Boy Scouts. The original name of the band was Cub Scout. Yeah, and they yeah. used to play. I'm not kidding. Jamborees. That was their first gigs. Henry, for your band, I don't recommend it. So so sorry. <laughs> I'm just writing this down. No, I can't even no smell jamborees. <laughs> it's uh, it's a soft uh, to firm no on jamborees. I can see the look that famous Henry Brett's look. Hamish back me up of when he wants to go play a jamboree. He's, he's got the twinkle in his eye. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking because it's jam, isn't it? It has a very you like jam, do you? I put the jam in jamboree, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Then you rock up with strawberry jam and you're like, gosh, I don't get music. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Interesting thing you had written down here before we get off Wikipedia and back into the yes. strategy on how to launch my own musical career in the big breeze. Uh, you said that, so the music scene had a bit of yeah. an interesting... Uh, inception, I suppose. So, Brisbane being a major punk rock scene, Brisbane music, I can't overstate to listeners how influential and massive Brisbane music in the 70s and 80s were. Like, we really mm. lost it to Sydney and Melbourne later, mm. but it was because of Joe Bielke Peterson. Like, what? Brisbane people and Queenslanders grew up in the most oppressive totalitarian police state, so the reaction to it was to play this, like, groundbreaking, edgy, out there music. And also, he could play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> he was everyone's bassist. He's like, like, we will be tearing down Cloudland and there will be no rights for gays. Now, while you're all here, do, 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 check do, out this do, funky do, riff. <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to ask you guys, like, punk music, groundbreaking music was the sound of the Bielke Peterson area, uh, era. What's the sound of the Anastasia Palaszczuk era? And I don't Ooh. mean everyone trying to pronounce her name. Well, it's I'll probably right. just like soft synth pop. Yeah, I Ooh. think Cub Sport is yeah, it's, the peak Palaszczuk era sound. Yeah, Cub Sport-esque. There's a lot of lot of small Brisbane bands at the moment, you know, doing synth pop kind of stuff. Mm. Female singer, jazz, everything's keyboard. about eighty BPM. Yeah, you know, you know, I guess drum just, machine. I guess it's just the sound of bands that would rather be in Sydney but can't leave because she left the border closed for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine being a band being like, "Hey, fellas, 2020's out here. <laughs> We're finally gonna move." Yeah. <laughs> that was Powderfinger. So very interesting. So I guess now with a little bit of history about the Brisbane music scene being a reaction to Joe. Uh, with a bit of four triple Z as the uh, community station hub on which to try to launch yourself, or maybe not, according to our two experts here. Uh, let's jump into my band and our plan. All right, we've had enough history, had enough small talk, and enough nerd shit. Let's yeah, be honest. Let's tell here. like it. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> off, off, off. <laughs> so we say off to history and on to me. How can <laughs> I get started as a band in Brisbane? Now, I think where we might begin is well, do we want to begin with uh, names? Let's begin with names. Because and you, had you a need little, a name. You need a name. I think you, a name you, you before name. anything else. And I think ask many bands in Brisbane, like, outside of the kick-ons 3am idea to start a band, a name is, like, the second thing that comes. Yes. Yeah. Well, very quickly, Twin Folds. Where did that come from? Oh, great question. We, we were agonising over that for so long. Mm. And then we were like, yeah, we were The Folds for a bit. 
Okay. And then oh, I like that. Quickly, quick temperature test on how do we feel on bands with the? Because I know Joy, I think, Huge particularly fan. doesn't I absolutely love it. The that, something. That was the thing we got vetoed by one member in the van. Yeah. So, we, we were all like the folds. And then yeah. we were like, okay. Folds is also good, but everyone would have thought you were foals. Yeah, exactly. So, we were kind of like, okay, maybe not the for mm. us. And then- there you go. I guess, nice but you kind of like it. I guess also soft, you liked the syllable at the start. Yeah, oh, I think I like the, the mainly because I like an almost empty syllable before the name. I mm. really like adding the to bands where they just do not have it. The yeah, Arctic fun. Monkeys, <laughs> <laughs> the Cub Sports, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the the San Cisco. But it's almost as as satisfying the other way, being like, okay, for the first time in America. Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Florence and machine. Or just getting it like completely wrong and dropping the first syllable anyway. And you're like, ladies and gentlemen, first time in America, Wood Mac. <laughs> well done, come on down, Wood. Are you still always like, yeah, find that so funny when someone would be like introducing you before you come on and like, the twin fold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, so Joe, Paper uh, We were the Paper We were the yeah. Paper So we were very big on the, it gave us the good ac- acronym of TPT. I think oh, acronyms yeah. are yeah. important. That was a band. That sounds like an internet provider. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, can you come I'll up to download later? In the they, uh, music scene. My downloading of clap sampling is uh, sounding really terrible. Um, yeah, so what? Uh, it's a, it's a, and this will link into the Drew interview. It's a Chinese turn of phrase. Oh, yeah. um, oh, people yeah. who put up a big scary front but are actually cowards. Oh, and oh we that, that it definitely fits. Absolutely yeah. applied to us. So very, It was a very self-deprecating name, but um, we had a bunch of original names first that I'll run by you guys because they were absolute dog shit. Uh, one of them was mine in year nine, which was No Date to Prom. Mm. Oh, yeah. Terrible my, name. My first band's name, like when I was in year nine, yeah. my first band's name was 42. That's good. Yeah. Meaning of life reference. Meaning of life yeah. reference. Cool. Uh, very good. After that, we were the Apricots. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. That's very Brisbane. Yeah. That is a Sunday afternoon, like, indie guitar pop gig. We were, for ages, the Cascades. Mm, bit mm. much going on there. Bit, it's it a sounds, bit. It's a soft drink company, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's why we called ourselves that. We wanted to have like a backstory um, that you were a soft we, drink company. We quite. <laughs> we wanted to pretend to the world we were the official representatives of this soft drink. Company. Yeah, we feel like we nailed cream and soda, <laughs> so I thought we'd get into music. Although speaking oh. actually of like drink or food companies, quickly, um, uh, <laughs> sure. because this episode, sure. yep, this episode has no structure, so that's the segue. Yeah. Um, a really funny gig we once got asked to play, I think whilst we were the Cascades or maybe just Paper Tigers, was by the uh, Prawn Fish, uh, the Prawn Farming Association of mm. Australia. Oh. Um, and they offered us $1,000 or a year's supply of prawns. What do you take in that now, I, I know you're- I know you're allergic. I was about to say, this is a big, a big problem but for me you, getting into the music industry if prawns are the traditional it's payments. The currency, do you yeah. think you could sell $1,000 worth of prawns? Not before, they, not before they went off. Well, get a big freezer It's or not at one time. Oh, okay. kind of- yeah. I don't have to make one, one You know off. when you win a year supply or something, they don't just drop it to your door. <laughs> Sometimes they do. Well, KFC isn't like- they do. Name, name one time. Razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> and there's absolutely no way I can challenge you on that. Is that a band name? The Razor Blades. Oh. No, it's just Razor Blades, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so drop the the. Um, okay, so, yeah. so so I wanted to talk about, before we decide on your band name, Henry, our band name, um, which obviously we need if we're going to write this song at the end of the show, uh, what's the best band name to come out of Brisbane? Mm. Good question. Obviously, there's been some big ones, like Savage Garden and Powderfinger. Like, there are big bands well, come out of Brisbane. Controversially, one of my favourite bands of all time. I don't love the name Powderfinger. 
I think solely as a uh, name. I think there are so many bands like that. I think objectively, the Beatles is a shit band name. It's a pun. Mm. It is like a mm. schoolboy pun where it's like, hey, what's the music, John? The beat. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how they got their name. Yeah. I think, I agree. Powderfinger does have a good reason though, because it's like a Neil Young song. Oh, and I'm a sucker for, which is the same reason the Rolling Stones called themselves the Rolling Stone. It was a Muddy Waters song. Well, I tell you what, here's one, the go-betweens. They got a bloody bridge named after them. Mm. Well, they named themselves after the bridge. Yeah, the bridge came first. Bridge came first. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> go-betweens are just insane time travellers. They're also um, bridge builders. <laughs> uh, they built that bridge to build their to music To bridge profile. pop and rock in such a way. I mean, they've got, and it was really perfect when they named that bridge after them because it was the go-between bridge, but they also had the song Streets of Your Town. Uh, so, I just remember the, mm. the ad advertising the launch of that bridge as if we weren't going to see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, good advertising <laughs> it's like, it's like that. It's like that ad at the airport that's advertising, like, yeah. the airport yeah. at the airport. All those posters around yeah. the bridge. I'm already here. Yeah. Who, who is your competition? The sea? <laughs> I'm not getting a boat to London. Like fucking Don Bradman in 1948. Um, I would say, mm. yeah, I guess. I guess Favourite Brisbane brand. Uh, um, oh. I, I have some Brisbane band names to run by you. That, um, so the Bee Gees are technically a Brisbane band. That's true. That's uh, a great fun fact about Brisbane. Yeah. No, yeah. Forget about that. Uh, which, it, what happened? Did they then move to they, England? Yeah, they, oh, they, yes. they were born in England. Yeah. And then they moved to Redcliffe. Yeah. Huge. They, isn't there... There's a couple of plaques about them in Redcliffe. Oh, there's a, like full-blown statues. Yeah. And they wrote Staying Alive it's about- Also, I think it's insane that Redcliffe is still in Brisbane. It speaks to the, oh, the God, size yeah. of Brisbane. Mm. I drove but out to Logan the other day and I was like, this is quicker to get to than Redcliffe. city. It's just completely different. They have so dolphins. The, Bee Gees, the Bee Gees were in Redcliffe. Yeah. 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 And famously, they wrote Staying Alive about walking around there after nine. <laughs> A joke I felt I'm not going to comment on the, the socioeconomic uh, situation in Redcliffe. Right, oh, big, uh, big Henry dissing little Redcliffe. Four people have knives all the time. <laughs> I'll stand by. Yeah, don't worry, I had a worse one, which is they wrote, how deep is your love originally being like, how deep is your sea? Not much. Rick How deep is the mud? About the mangroves. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hamish Lister. The mangroves? Um, the mangroves. The Anything ma- you guys say, I'm just like, <laughs> band name. <laughs> that was li- that's the process of right, coming up with a band name. Yeah. You're just any single word sit you hear, down, like, Sit down and riff. Um, some other great names. Isis. They were a <laughs> feminist folk punk band in the early 2000s. Because there is an Isis like a couple hours out of Brisbane. I've been to the Isis Bakery. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Go off. I oh, blew my head off, man. <laughs> I would say this about Isis. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you got a hand. They get a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, great public speakers, incredible, great <laughs> at social media. Yeah. Oh, they really they got were. influencers better than everyone. They sold it. Um, um, okay, Isis. Yeah, my favourite Brisbane band name. Yep, Hungry Kids of Hungary. That's a good name. I think yeah. that name fucking right. It, it's a big task because you can't be a shit man and have that. It's out the kind there of band name where you have to shorten it. You know, like if it's on a festival poster. True. You know, it's. The HK, HKOK. Oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> the time, what do you P- think? Probably just shortened to the Hungries. Brisbane band June Rats. I like that name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I mean, nuts it's very of, fitting for the kind of Yeah, I'm not nuts know, about Junies, but I think it's a very good name for what they do. Yeah. No, I agree with for that. The, for their craft. I, one of my favourites is uh, Good Boy. Smaller oh, yeah. Brisbane band. Love them. Good boy. Good Agreed. boy. That's they make some great t-shirts as well. I've always loved t-shirts. Good Boy's merch. I would say, I mean, one that we haven't mentioned is the Veronicas. Yeah. Mm. I like, I like yeah, that. Yeah, good name. I like it. I also think- Their last name isn't Veronica, is it? No, I, th- I think it's a completely fictional name. They're both name. called Veronica, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's- <laughs> They're both called Veronica Mars. <laughs> Here's one. I, I, for years, was on this. Are, are they together? 
Are Lisa and I, Jess, are they incest? I've always assumed it's like a white stripes what? thing where- One of them's married or dating a famous person Ruby right Rose. Now. Ruby Rose. Yeah, that's right. But I think, no, I think they're You together. can always cheat with your with your sister. With your sister, that's fine. Mm. Hang on, Henry. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Let's quarrel with this further. <laughs> Let's just run down that little So you hole. can always cheat. Bad with name, your sister. Band name, cheating with your sister. <laughs> band name, incest is all right. <laughs> what could be a band name, though, is, oh, not really, kissing your sister, because that's the classic phrase yeah. of a drawer is like kissing your sister. Like kissing your sister. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't call my band name. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're a coward, Hamish, and you're never going to make it. <laughs> Stick to naming bands after pussy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Twin flaps But yeah no. Um, quick discussion of worst band names in Brisbane Before we decide on ours um, I guess I'm trying to think of some more local ones uh, Oh I've got mine Now they were quite successful and I have a lot of respect for them The Goon Sax Sax spelt like a saxophone S-A-X. I detest it I don't like, I, don't like I thought it was so on the nose a bit Like a any, pun any, about drinking also, any band's name that you have to spell out yeah, agreed. Like, Sax is spelled S A X. Yeah, like, like it's just so. You make him work for yourself. Oh, mm. also, the Mouldy Lovers, John O'Shree's band, mm. never ever liked the name. I don't it makes love me it. deeply uncomfortable. It is a bit. Yeah, it's a bit. Why would you think of Mouldy with bread. lovers? Yeah. Uh, the bready lovers. The bready lovers. The I mean, steel- we all love bread. Well, I, I mean, friends of ours, the Steel Syndicate. Yeah. I and originally it was just Steel as a solo artist, but I did. I I do like the name, but I did make the point when I was emceeing their first mm. EP launch. Uh, I, was kinda, I was kind of like, you know, the Steel Syndicate. I was like, what, what even? It, who knows what a syndicate is? Yeah. At the time, I was like, you're really alienating your dyslexic fans, what? aren't you? Well, how about how about the Steelies <laughs> that I said? <laughs> how about Mr. Steel, Steel Yo Bitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, there could be a syndicate. It's like a very low-ranking crime syndicate who only steals. It's like now the others evolved in you know murder, prostitution, drug racketeering. Yeah. We just steal little amounts. Yeah, like funky trombones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so Henry, mm. guys, we need to decide on this band name if you're going to make it. It needs to be about Brisbane. It needs yep. to be a bit quirky, but it needs mm. to be catchy. Here's one for you. You guys ever go to that juice factory like on the outskirts of no. Brisbane? No. <laughs> that famous Queensland juice brand. Here's a band name for you: Golden Circle. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I know Golden Circle. <laughs> well, you yeah. didn't when yeah. I was asking about oh, it. I heard this vague like, little like, juice shack <laughs> on the way out to Nambour. <laughs> well, you boys had never heard of the juice factory in Brisbane. Golden Circle. That's all right. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. Golden Circle. Um, sounds yeah. not a knock. It sounds like a like an Asian conglomerate of firms. Yeah. If you're going for like afternoon veranda sunsets Brisbane rock band, mm-hmm. Whippersnipper. Oh yeah, I like Whipper. Whipper Snipper has a bit of rock and roll to it as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Oh, I know it was said before. I really like the Mangroves. Yeah, yeah I actually think cool. that's genuinely quite a good band name. Yeah, I think the Mangroves, and so I guess that's speaking to well, not only your Redcliffe areas, but Mangroves are everywhere. Nudgee Beach, I, I, like Nudgee Beach. I went for a walk in Balimba today. Oh, and like the Brisbane River. Mm. Oh yeah, true. Are we are we going to settle on the Mangroves? I like the mangroves. The mangroves is a very... It, you look at that name, you're like Brisbane. Final question. Yeah. Is it the mangroves or mangroves? I think it's got to be the, the mangroves. The. I think it's the. Because otherwise you spend your entire career being called the mangroves. The mangroves. When you didn't want it. Okay. Well, I'm happy with that. Yep. All, All right. right. Uh, mangroves. Guys, great job. We've got a band. The uh, mangroves are going to have their first single. And I can see the soon. merch, just like a little droopy mangrove <laughs> and, the, and the mangroves on a t-shirt. On the Why do you want one to be droopy? Because it's kind of like, oh, it's... it's oh, they're flaccid. Yeah. <laughs> I want my mangoes, mangroves... As erect as possible. No, because Jeez. then they're smellier. Because the... M- 
<laughs> we don't have enough time to investigate that. Okay. Well, all right. Well, what's next? You guys are the experts. So, we've got a name. We're the Mangroves. Um, step what, one. So give me step one. What do I do? Step I've, one. Got play, name, I've got a name. You guys are the your members. Friends, play at your friend's house party. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Agreed. Um, I, I think as soon as you start putting the word out that you've formed a band, even if you've never rehearsed, even if you've people never played a gig, desperate people are just going to be like, OMG, can you play? Yeah. Do you remember, what was what was your first house party gig home? Because I remember mine, because it was the first time I smoked a cigarette. Oh, That's joke. Legend. Uh, no, my first, our first gig was Amy Sudhahan's 19th birthday. Oh, legend. That was a lovely, lovely night, you know. Was that really your first gig? Yeah. So, you guys formed quite late. 2016, yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Okay. That's yeah, good. Okay. So, what was, and then you... Well, mine was at a house party in Clayford. I don't remember whose it was, but Hell yeah. it felt like the wildest thing ever because I had my first cigarette that night and then the police came because of a noise complaint. Because and they walked cigarette. in. Because of the cigarette. <laughs> We've heard there's a cigarette at this party. <laughs> we heard there was a, a lit cigarette in the premises. Don't you hear that night parliament just made cigarettes <laughs> illegal? You're all under arrest. <laughs> just doing the nerd shit that no one else does. Guys, I don't want to ban sex. Fuck it, night parliament will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... When the police walked in, we kept playing. And it felt Fuck like the yeah. most dangerous Holy I've ever been felt. And That's you've heard the Paper roll, Tigers music. It's, it's, like the blues, <laughs> it's like the Blues Brothers over here. It's like it's like you walk into Westlife or One Direction playing a gig and they're like, we're going to still play. The cops think someone's fired a gun, but it's just a chorus with you guys clapping. <laughs> like, <laughs> get the fuck down. But yeah, I, I think that's the first step. Um, Hamish, I have in my roadmap of Brisbane Band, step two, only one person in the band is allowed to be good at first. I feel like <laughs> definitively yep. most bands, only one person can really, really play their instrument well. Yeah, I somewhat agree with that. Although I always felt what separated Twin Folds from a lot of other people is you guys were all actually good. Yeah, we all kind of quite pl- virtuosic. We all played together at school, like in like, like in the playground school bands. <laughs> no handball, just handball. You know, uh, no, we all played together at school, so we'd all kind of come through the actual structured music True. program. So ours was a bit different to you, like yeah, just being at like in year, year nine, yeah. just being like, hey, do you guys want to do this thing? And being like, yeah, man, mm. let's change the world, yeah. and then not. So, um, all right. So, so Henry, so, I think you're fine. So if you're not the most musically talented person in the world. Yeah, you, you need one I, person I around you who is. I am a big believer that you do not to be need to be good musically no. to to form a band no. in Brisbane. Does that need to be? Who is there one particular position in the band that needs to be the talent? Like the singer good. needs to be good. No, or the guitarist the, or the drummer. I think the drummer. 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 I think drummer is the and and it's a tough knock on our drummer who uh, had never played the drums before we started and obviously a bit of a learning curve. A good drummer makes you sound legitimate like absolutely nothing else will. Anyone can pick up a guitar and sing around a campfire. It doesn't sound that legit. Like, if you have a shit drummer, you will know straight away because the the whole tempo is off. You can't, like, Mm. stay Mm. together as a band because they're just, like... It's why when we write a song at the end of this episode, uh, we don't have a drummer because we can't take that risk Mm. with the Mangroves' first single. Well, I could kind of just do a bit on the knees. You can do some knee slapping, but you're singing. Mm, True. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you heard it here first. But, yeah, I I think that's important. Now, Haim, something I wanted to talk about are the rites of passage for a band. Because, Henry, I think before you feel validated in your little Brisbane indie rock band, there are certain rites of passage. Obviously, you know, uploading your singles to Unearthed and trying to get four triples there, we've covered that. But I want to cover two things, Haim, or or, or three parties. So, 18th and 21st. And, for lack of a better word, school slash fundraiser gigs. Like, 100%. They they are the things that are your bread and butter at first because you're not going to get 
100 people to your 3pm Giga Eat Street or your Giga Ricks on a Wednesday night at 10. Simply not going to happen. But playing to a bunch of mums at, at a, a primary school, school at a school functions, incredible. Was there one... That stood out in your mind. Yeah, I think there was one that uh, <laughs> went through the hands of both Hamish and I. It, it was a Somerville House fundraiser. So, my sister went to Somerville. Huge. Um, which was my connection. Haim, you had just had like a bunch of friends who went to Somerville. Oh, oh your sisters, sisters went. Of course. Yeah. And maybe that's an important part about having a bear, mate. Have sisters who went to Somerville. Okay, yeah. cool. So, um, yeah, but they had the, the Beyond Blue concert. That's right. It was, it was a mental fundraiser, health fundraiser. Mental health fundraiser. And they mm. just have it after school. Yeah, and it was insane yeah. that um, they invite all these bands to just drink a shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Egg white, drink salt. <laughs> that inane fundraiser. Okay, so they invite you along, and they're how many people are talking? I, I imagine this is at Somerville. This isn't that huge fuck off. Yeah, the got. the yeah. Valmai Pigeon Recreation yeah. Centre or whatever it is, but I they opened five hundred plus. Oh, I would, I would, so I would genuinely put it higher than that. I got told eight hundred. Wow. But admittedly, that was the year I played, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, you must have turned off a lot of people for my year then. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what a great initiative. That sucked so hard. 300 of us aren't coming back. Okay, so we, we go into Somerville House and this is well-received. Uh, Maybe we start with your year. Uh, so, in my year, we did something that uh, I have heard some of all people still talk about uh, in quite a negative way. So, there's... Yep. Have I told this story yeah, on the I podcast did. before? I don't think I, I have. So, there's this very famous special bell at Somerville House uh, right next to the stage. That's what, like a, like a bell bell? Like a bell like that you ring. Right. Yeah. Um, not like a southern bell. Yeah. Uh, that you ring. Um, basically, it's from 1922. Very precious to the school. It is only meant to be rung by a retiring teacher with more than 10 years experience at the school. Okay. It is rung maybe and once every... handed <laughs> If they're red-haired and the colour of their eyes... And matches. the moon is shining bright. <laughs> but it's very special. Only rung once every five or six years. Okay. The churchy big band finishes playing, and I always had such contempt for big bands. No, fuck off. You don't need bands. 30 instruments on big band. Admittedly, later drummer for Twin Folds uh, and well, friend of the show. We all started in the churchy big band. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nelson, your your drummer, was playing, and he played uh, Whiplash, because the movie had come yeah. out earlier that year. It was the sickest thing I'd ever fucking seen. Quick side, how big does a band need to be until when it's a big band? I always think about this mm. every I night. Think, does the, do we want to make the mangroves a big band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we I need a like horn two, section. I think, I think I as want soon as you have, you have multiple like trumpets, yep, if you have two trumpets, two trombones, two saxophones. I think it's multiple of the same instrument. Bold idea, the mangroves. Singer, guitarist, bassist, drummer. And four trumpets, <laughs> just so we can get big band status. Because we diversify the French gigs horns. we can do. True. Four right, trumpets, four and they horns. only ever play the last post. And let's get no bows. <laughs> oh no! Lucy, Caitlin's sister can just come. Yeah, in she could come in and jam out and whack out the oboe. Yeah. Um, mm. So the big band are playing. Oh, bassoon. Shit. Sorry. Oh come on. Oboe. Was, there was another. The chick from the Brookfield episode played the oboe. Who? The one we spoke about heaps who lived in Brookfield. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, go back and listen to season one. Yeah, look yeah, at good, yeah, cross, good callback. Cross good callback. Um, but so, in brief, big band plays and we feel, wow, gee, we've got to do something to top that. And I was thinking, let's play our instruments really well. And our drummer sees the bell, has already heard how important it is, and they announce on stage, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the Paper Tigers, and he just starts ringing it like a fucking maniac. Oh, my The gasps God. and silence in the room. <laughs> oh. So, we go out... 
to absolute silence. And annoyingly, it meant Hamish then had to retire as a teacher from some of the I just want to teach bio, but I'm not drumming. I just look in the audience and four of the teachers walk out. And it's like, geez, I didn't realise it had an effect on them. <laughs> like, God damn it, man, I have a mortgage. <laughs> okay, so you walk out the side. We walk so out. And, but then, I mean... As soon as you start playing, like, it is the best crowd we ever had. They had the two big screens alongside you, and they were filming it live, so you could turn around and look at it. Now, they never released the tapes to us, so I was very bitter, but... Release the tapes. Release, release the, tapes. the tapes of me just Get fucking it up. guys. But I got to admit, I reckon the Summable House Beyond Blue gig, most fun shit we've ever played. Hamish Schlitzter. Well, we had to follow that. I think we yeah. played the year after you, and mm. we got, like, before we'd even walked in, they were, like, sending us messages being like, hey, guys... Don't ring the fucking bell. <laughs> Headliners love. <laughs> Last year, don't know if you know them, the Paper Tigers, they really fucked up. And oh. they, like, like, please, like, be on your best behaviour or the event will oh, be we also, like, like, we were, like, getting the two of our wow. Two of our members um, were, like, smoking in a classroom before we played. Paper Tigers had two quite uh, cool members. Mm. And then me. And then you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were, we were fuckwits and so Hamish, you had to follow that. Yeah, we had to follow that. But then also I had, we had a bunch of our music teachers from high school in the crowd that was the first time they'd seen us play and like we had played like three of the four of the band had played the same show a couple of years earlier Mm. with the big band so been through the school system and then we're there playing the gig and i could just see like the look on my school music teachers faces dropping being like what have you done to your musical career Mm. you play your scales (laughs) you're playing johnny be good <laughs> what, what were your parents there and you were trying to get them to hook up? <laughs> oh man, but fantastic rite of passage. I think so. Be- the Beyond Blue, Beyond, Beyond Blue Summer House gig, and famously I'm, you yeah, cured depression. Re- yeah, uh, yeah, with, um, yeah. We fixed a- well, we fixed anxiety in our year, and then Hamish next year you had yeah, depression. We gave right? a good crack. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, and then the goon sacks tried to fix schizophrenia and just made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, very interesting. All right. Well, you've you've written down here. So okay. So the mangroves, we go along with our three French horns. 18th and 21st. 18th 21st, school fundraiser, then the big one. Yeah. The big email you send off to the manager and booker at Rick's Bar. Rick's (laughs) Bar, it makes every single band in Brisbane. It literally, you can get a gig there if you have a video of you playing the guitar for 30 seconds that's kind of shaky. We were all 14 and we got a gig at Rick's at 9pm on a Thursday. And I told them, I was was racked with fear. I was like, we're going to get in. I was like, hey, by the way, like we're completely underage. Like surely this isn't legal. He was just like, oh, just bring one person who's over 18. So it's a guardian. So I was like, great. And then- we all got two drink tickets each. Uh, so, yeah. eight alcoholic beverage tickets between oh, wow. four youngsters. And, Haim, I understand you have a drink ticket story too. Well, the issue with my drink tickets uh, was... <laughs> such, a, <laughs> such a phrase I never expected here on the show. <laughs> oh, does this suburb fuck? Well, the issue with my drink tickets. <laughs> well, for starters, I was always the keeper of the drink tickets. And the, yeah, the rest same. of the guys in the band would come up to me and tug my shirt be like, Hamish, Hamish. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Can you ask for the drink tickets from the bar? I'm too scared. And so I I go and get them their drink tickets. And and so they have their two free drinks. But the issue was Martu, the guitarist in the band... He, he found out pretty early on that he couldn't play if he's had a few beers. Right. And so- he Through to this day? Through to this day. Right. Like, he, he was like- Is he I, a lightweight in general or just- It's not even the lightweight thing. It's just something about his motor skills and his hands. Oh, he's also, I forget, a very, very good guitarist. Yeah. And so, a bit what of I a, was playing, you know, I could play a perfectionist like didn't yeah. want to, you know, ruin the, ruin the show for mm. people who are coming along and paying to see him. Mm. But he oh, used to just- Legend. 
just go and get ginger ales with his drink tickets. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, James, can you just keep the drink, drink tickets for the rest of us? You can They'll get a ginger ale free for if you say you're a Deso. Like, literally. <laughs> that is so dumb. Uh, well, that's funny because I, um, when we were 14, I had absolutely no guts. So, we're given all these drink tickets and everyone else in the band gets beers. And it's the sickest thing ever that we've mm. just played a gig no inside Rick's bar, you know, watching my mate smash it to his new. Here's one for you. What's yeah? the best drink ticket that you've gotten? You know, every bar has a different drink ticket system. True. The golden one where I got a tour of the Asahi Brewery. (laughs) (laughs) And my grandpa learned to walk and took me. (laughs) And then you got given the use of the factory. And then didn't they have some labour disputes? uh, Excuse me, Mr. Asahi. (laughs) (laughs) Why have you you bottled my dad? (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, so you reckon... So, um, uh, uh, cut a long story short, I um, got to the bar. I was about to order a two is new and I panicked and ordered two pink lemonades. (laughs) So, it looked very rock and roll walking around Rick's Bar. A lot of people being like, hey, great gig, Joey. Four, vodka, pink lemonade. No, no. (laughs) Just a straight one, mate. Straight after your first gig at Rick's, a strange old man will sidle up to you and say, mate, do you want to open for Violent Soho next week? (laughs) (laughs) That genuinely happened to us. And we were like, we've made it. We've played one gig at Rick's and someone's asking us to open for Violent Soho. Who was he? Just some random oh. guy. Hey, and you know who he worked for, Joe? Oh, no. BTM management. Not Benjamin Tooley management. management. Okay, <laughs> tell me, you guys have spoken about this off air. Yeah, we talk about it in brief. All There's the a time. mystery. So, well, I guess, okay, let's put it in the storyline of yeah. how we're going. So, is there any need for me? I guess I've started playing gigs at Rick's. Yeah. I'm starting to maybe build up a little bit. Yeah. I've done the Athens. I've done the parties. The Mangroves. We've got a name for each for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So You've released some demos, but there's no hit single yet. Is there any need for a musical education in Brisbane? And if so, could I get it anywhere? Is there somewhere to teach me a school of any sort? Well, it's funny you should mention that, Henry, because I feel like one of the biggest quirks about Brisbane that not anyone talks about is there is literally a school of rock. In Brisbane. That's awesome. It, it, like, no word of irony. It's called Music Industry College. It's at th- uh, 38 Berwick Street in the Valley. Yeah. Um, and a couple of friends of mine went there, like one of the guys who was in my band. And I assume it's kind of like quacky, where it's like you actually just do normal school and it has more of an extracurricular focus. Nope. They do an hour of English, then verbatim I looked at their schedule, rock out for three hours. <laughs> it's written as rock out. A cool little place as well. Oh, is we, it? Yeah, we've both played gigs there. It yeah, it's nice a terrific venue. You played for the school. Well, no, they just have, you can have an underage gig. Yeah. Oh, there, so, okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it was always a very popular scene. Um, and also, I think they usually hired it out for almost free. Mm. So, a lot of bands, if they were coming to Brisbane, were just like, fuck it, let's throw a bone, do a gig there at like 3 p.m., yeah. have a good time, and then play in the valley. Um, but Thelma Plum, very famous. She was an oh, alumnus. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Hamish McDonald's, uh, my old bandmate and present drummer for Last Dinosaurs, mm. went there. But yeah, I just find it so funny that, so Henry, I don't think it's necessary, but if you want to literally spend year 11 and 12 just rocking out, mm. go to Music Industry College. That's pretty cool. The mm. School of Rock. They're like, all right, well, that's your hour of To Kill a Mockingbird done. <laughs> now it's time for To Kill a Rockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> How about that for an alternative name? Kill a rocking bird. <laughs> Hate it. Maybe that's the EP. Maybe, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Um, but so, Henry, let's say you've graduated or haven't graduated music industry college. Okay. You're the mangroves. You played Ricks. Big question. Do you need management? And that takes us back to BTM. All right. A notorious this? figure on yeah. the Brisbane music so, scene. So, these guys will... Well, for starters, it's called... The company name is BTM Management. 
which but BTM, BTM stands for Ben Tooley Management. So, so the ben, full company name <laughs> is Ben, ben Tooley Management Management. And I think they're registered as that. And now I knew Ben Tooley from a very We're young- so good at managing. We had to, we had to say it twice. <laughs> we, uh, we managed our own name badly. Yeah, but managed it. <laughs> Management square. That's what the other bands don't have. Hey, that edge, baby. Um, but so I knew Ben from a very young age because we were all family friends. And my mum told me one day like, oh, he's doing some music management. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Blink and you'll miss it. He's got- 10 venues in Brisbane in his pocket. Holy shit. Mm. Um, But the deals he sets up, I don't want to say anything defamatory, but he'd sign a young band, be like, hey, I can get you a couple of gigs over the next month. Just give us 70% of your earnings for the next year. It would always be like they would would get these bands from Rick's and then say, we've got this gig in a a couple of weeks. A showcase gig. 30 bucks on the door and you'd maybe see like 200 bucks from the night but because it was your second gig you'd get all your friends there all your family mm. there because they're still excited to come and see you for the first time so yeah, they also cool. hosted what's absolute killing what's notorious of, yeah. in music scenes which is pay to play mm, so like yeah. the classic relationship is no matter how small scale you are like full credit rick's even when you're nothing pays you to play there um, That's nice. Ben yeah. Tawley ran pay to play, so you had to pay him fifty bucks if you wanted a spot on one of his bills. Yeah, which is we we, we played one of their gigs once, oh, and, and so that was a ho- so, so they were like a management company, but they were also they were venue hosting. Hosting. They, venue, they would they would host nights, yeah, for yeah. Once, which was nice. Um, but mm. they they had a, a prize on one of the nights we played for them that was like the Did you get to get- rename their company. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I got one idea. <laughs> um, no, the band that got the most people through the door got a free day of recording at their studios out in Salisbury. Okay, and um, sorry, I just forgot my lost my train of sorry, thought. Sorry, you yeah. saying, uh, um, they studios in Salisbury? They invited you to a it's long. It's weird that yeah, Henry it, just so, took his clothes so off. So this is like they're expecting that you're gonna. You know, do a couple of days there because you're not going to record anything of worth in one day. I couldn't studio. disagree more, and we might get to that later. Maybe you could with a normal studio, Joe, but you didn't see Tall Poppy <laughs> Studios. Tall Poppy. It's called Tall Poppy oh, Studios. Yeah. We walk in there, and it's just the most eclectic cast of people I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. So there's this guy called Gareth who had jeans that literally like shredded down the back like you could just yeah, not wearing underpants just walking around <laughs> so you've, you've been in there for a minute you've already seen an ass and there was just like rock and roll baby a giant of a man like a big bald headed guy yep and like trying to talk to him he barely speaks any English and he's this Russian DJ that Tall Poppy have <laughs> got in Ben Tall is like nice he's like disc jockey in, jockey he's interning at this studio in <laughs> Salisbury and they're just like move the fucking amp Harris move it <laughs> Harris it's funny you should mention recording home because we, we recorded both of our EPs in a day because um, you know two guitars bass drums Henry when we go into the studio later it's not that hard mm. but our first EP like the guy who we had to record us had recorded, like, DC Death Rays, Violent Soho, and Velociraptor. So, like, quite heavy rock. We come in with the most delicate indie pop, and he clearly hates us. Clearly hates recording the claps. I've never seen a man look more dead in the eyes when we went to record the sixth track of our album, which was a ukulele song sung oh. in French. And when we pulled out the ukulele and said, how do you mic this, Terry? <laughs> he just cradled his hand. <laughs> and was just like, I can't believe I'm being fucking paid for this. He was so filthy about it. <laughs> but can be done in a day, and the mangroves will be because yeah. we don't have a big budget. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, all right, so say I get this management. Uh, what's the next step in terms of venues? Oh, I've played Rick's. 
I've got BTM management management <laughs> on my side. I'm looking good to record an EP once I'm ready, but I want to build my fan base. Venues. Where should I be playing my gigs? What are the best live music venues for a Brisbane band? I got to say right off the bat, I absolutely loved the Empire Hotel. Yeah, that was On a good the one. corner of Brunswick and Anne. Uh, that's the only time Hamish and I have ever played together. Yeah. Could I say that as an observer... Is one of the attractions of the Empire Hotel that people walking past it due to its open plan? And yeah, that, it's was, got that, that was definitely part of it. People, yeah. people come literally in. just yeah. come in. And because yeah. we used to, Hamish and I uh, joined forces uh, in a band called the Warner After Identity. we fought for many years. <laughs> After our decades-long tussle. After I was told so many times, stay away from the Paper Tigers. They are dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> they rang that nice bell. Were you just told this by retired some of teachers? <laughs> <laughs> like 28-year-old level teachers who were like, I didn't want to retire. They King hit that bell. It's like a weird way to say it. <laughs> but yeah, so the Empire thing I always loved is um, we played it a lot when we were under 18 and I always got super nervy about getting ID'd because uh, scanners came in and mm. venues stopped being like Rick's when we started out being chill. Best thing about the Empire, if you are holding a guitar or carrying mm. an amp, they will let you walk okay. anywhere and yeah, do anything. I think that's true for literally any mm. venue in Brisbane. If you are holding a guitar case, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's literally, awesome. you know how there's the meme that's like, if you you're holding a ladder and wearing high yeah. fears. Fuck it's off. The same, it's the same in the valley, but with 100%. a guitar case or a snare. A snare is even weirder yeah. to be carrying. The best, and it has to look so unwieldy. That's why I loved guitar amp because if it looks like I'm struggling with it, yeah. no one's asking me oh, for we're an all ID. Working here, like, come on, buddy? mate. Yeah, <laughs> come on. We're not so different, bouncer and yeah, I. I mean, on the Empire, you know, our f- the first time we played there, there's like a loading dock in the back yeah. that you're meant to load into, right. and we and we got there in the afternoon. No one's answering our calls, and we're knocking on this door, not even sure we're in the right place. Hmm. And this woman answers and she's like, what do you want? We're like, we're playing at the Empire tonight. And she's like, oh, the person's not here. Here, just come through here. Hmm. We're walking through Cloudland, (laughs) through like the busy kitchen as they're doing meal prep for that night with like amps and snares (laughs) and guitar cases. Like, excuse me, mate. Sorry. And I just got to get to work. You know, (laughs) sorry. Sorry. I spilt my amp on your sea scallops, mate. Sorry about that. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I I always love the Empire. Like for that as much as anything, Um, they also... Not just drink tokens, actually. If you played cool there- drink tokens. Uh, cool that. drink tokens. And one time they had a bar tab. Mm. So, just straight up put on, I think it was like 200 bucks. I'm now learning really what drives the Brisbane music scene is which venues get you the best drink tickets. Yeah. Oh, possibly. <laughs> Mate. But and making band- sure your guitarist isn't hoarding them for ginger ale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a band of four, financially, you're walking away from each gig with maybe like 50 or 100 bucks. Like, that's not big. It's the drink tickets and drinking for free. That's why you do it. Okay, so, well, now I'm thinking the first thing I need to invest in, even before I get a full band, is getting this guitar ta- guitar case and snare. Yeah, just so and, I can get access and to the getting, music scene. And being accurate, pretending as if it's heavy. And yeah. I, you often see them walking, yeah, up that mall there at Brunswick Street, yeah. just walking around. Yeah, it just looks cool. Yeah, people just walking around with guitar cases. Well, now I know a lot of them are just using it as a, a free pass. Mate. It's a front. Empire Hotel. What else we got? Uh, Alhambra is legendary in the scene. And I only, I never played there, but I went there for a few yeah, gigs. No, it was closed before we started. Yeah, it, it devastated me. Now, Henry, wasn't Alhambra like a club you're in saying your it, it, Well, you're saying Alhambra. Alhambra. Was how we said it, not alarm. Oh, no. Alhambra. Don't be alarmed. Nah, bro, nah, this, nah, mate. In the music scene, we said Alhambra. Oh, okay. <laughs> not my strong Australian accent. It's the scene. <laughs> or Alhambra or Obama, uh, which mm. is a new game that's getting played. Insane game that they are playing on Nova. They're not pranking you with that. No, a bit of a throwback to our Murray <laughs> episode. But I found that, yeah, Alhambra, I never went there legally. 
So that was oh, that okay. was the place that was turning the blindest of eye to underage drinking because it was obviously fueling their finances. Yeah. Like they were taking the piss. They were just absolutely like forty percent. Like, I think the way I got in was like my girlfriend was eighteen before I was. <laughs> Cougar, um, and <laughs> I, puppy. She was she was four months older than me. Cradle, cradle snatcher. <laughs> These mature ladies know more about the body and how it moves. Jesus. So oh. I went in, but she would always it's meant to be about music. She'd always. <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead to sex, mate. You're a sick puppy. When you're Henry. <laughs> so then, but she would go in, she'd get the stamp, she'd quickly come out, lick it, and then we'd just bash arms in the kind That's of alleyway awesome. next to a lumber break. I'd just rub it. And then I'd like, it would, the arms. stamp would be, it would rub arms and then I'd have the stamp on and then I'd just be able to get in because it looked That's like I had it. So, a lumber, Amazing. yeah. So, a lumber up there. And I did see a few bands there as well. Like, That's good. Yeah, that was a big Mary Handsome, band. which was yeah, Ari's band. Yeah. That's very true. That he got yeah. fired from. I wanted to get fired. Yeah, no, we he played the, with Mary Hansen a couple of times. I think he got fired because he yeah. wanted to. He was focusing too much on his studies, and they yeah. were like, "We want to make it big." Gee, that happens. Uh, and if you're asking how that went, have you heard of Mary Hansen? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you might have heard of Queen, which mm. is what they became. <laughs> 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 and that's what, that's what they changed. Freddie Mercury was like, Ari, mate, stop studying. Focusing on his studies. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, Alhambra uh, so, yeah, very a very yeah. big part of my clubbing uh, genesis. But oh, I so think much I music. think for me, obviously, we've talked about Rex and the Bright Side. Great as well. Any else at Spring to Oh, the one zoo, the zoo is one. the zoo. That's yeah. probably up it there. It's so my one hot though. It is ex- insanely hot. But to play there, the green room is just like they've got all these pictures of bands that have played there, oh, and kidding. it's like that's. Cool. The pixies are like have a picture on the wall. Well, like when Paul, Paul Kelly, Kelly yeah, a, a pop up. He played a surprise like, gig and packed it out. In like you can you can play a gig on a Wednesday night, like five bands for five bucks there when you're just starting out and you're in the green room where like these amazing musicians have been. I it's I think it's Brisbane's oldest music venue. So yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Look, I think that's it for the venues for me. What about Black Bear Lodge? Oh, Black Bears. Um, I, I never played. All oh, right. Yeah, Were Black Bear's launched- probably my favourite. That's uh, probably the I other also- one. You launched your EP at the bright side, but then what was the gig? Single. It was Red we play- Light. We played them both numerous times. Mm. Man, yeah. I love Black- That's the thing yeah. I miss most on COVID, man, is Black See, Bear. I love so clubbing fun. at Black Bear. My issue with Black Bear as a music venue is you can pay them to have you play there, which is, again- they're oh, a paid I didn't play. Yeah, Wednesday and yeah. Thursday nights, you can pay them. Yeah, true. And for I love Black Bear. It is my single but favorite bar in Brisbane, but that's never sat super well with it's me. It's super nice though, being like oh, it's awesome. when, it's when it's, it's packed bar. out and you have the floor literally bouncing with you. True. And you're like, mm. Are we about to die? I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Play the song. Someone downstairs in Blue, it's being like, oh, uh, far out. Enough of the racket I've up. Been so. to in Brisbane with Black Bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Black up Bear your, is yours, architects. This is rock and roll. For me, Black Bear is like the best bar and club in Brisbane. Been, but just never played. That was a sick night. Your uh, that single launch. That that was, that was one of my favourite gigs. You guys yeah. ripping out Red Light, playing all the hits. Henry and I at the front, just Stone like elbowing cold. poor women in the shoulder. <laughs> what was that like being on stage as the lead singer of Twin Folds when Joe and I would turn up and just yeah. aggressively, almost rugby maul our way to the front? It's just. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Go on, Henry, Just take it away. Amazing impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> so that was what it was like for no one who was there. Um, what was that like having us in the front? <laughs> it, it is actually just a surreal experience. Having, having Joe and having, having us in having us, having having us having the podcast. Yeah, just seeing the famous podcast in front of me. Um, no, it is, it is just especially weird seeing people you don't know at a, mm. for the first time. Because when mm. you're starting out, you see 
you know, it's all your friends, it's just maybe your some old close friends, friends like, and yeah. like. But seeing someone there who you just earnestly do not know, and yeah. they like are singing the yeah. words along, and you're like, that's "This is cool. some shitty little song that I wrote with I, my friends." Mm-hmm. Like that is an amazing. Feel. That's like when Joe and I see someone with a Yui Boom listening to yeah. our podcast and mouthing along. That's yeah. literally they, yeah. my entire family. Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> They've listened to the, each episode enough that they're like mouthing along. Big shout out to Shay B. Hey, love Shay B. Love Shay um, Now, okay, so I think that's good venues chat. Uh, but just before we dive into the Mangroves' first single, it's been an elephant in the room all throughout this podcast, and it's the years of hatred between Hamish and I before we became friends. And part of it is Henry. Did we? Number one, <laughs> number one thing: what not to do in the scene. Have beef between brands. Bands. Uh. So. I imagine, I guess I have experience with the comedy scene and it can be quite clicky and, uh, you know, you're sort of trying to make it. I imagine bands are the same. The one thing I know, because every band is trying so hard to be the best bloke, it's a mm. fucking best bloke, yeah, hey, mate, loved your gig competition. Yeah. I, t- I tell you what, we always found it hard to kind of click with other bands that we were meeting in yeah. the scene because we were four guys who didn't smoke Durry, <laughs> and, and you know half of us problem. half of us were Dezo driving mm. like for each yeah. gig to get the gear home. Our parents were there, yeah, and and everyone's out the back like, hey man, you want you want to come smoke after the set? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I, like, I, no, no, thank you. Let me finish my ginger ale. <laughs> well, the, well, the side effect of that is you know we were never beloved by the scene because we were very young, but we'd stuck around for enough years by the time Twinfold started. I, I remember. Like, your band had a reputation of never, ever wanting to say anything to anyone other than themselves. Really? Like, like it was not arrogant, but it was just shy. like- <laughs> It was literally just like- quirky. They do not want to be a not part of Not one of, of us what spoke going English. On. <laughs> <laughs> you learnt it to write the songs. It was very impressive. It's like, it's like gear. <laughs> hey, mate, great band. Stone Cold. <laughs> so, what was it about Joe's band that you well, guys didn't like? I just, like? honestly, it was, I, it was nothing about the music- Per se, I had just heard bad reviews about the people. There was the Bell incident, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, my first introduction to it was, I said to someone like, this guy has messaged me on, on Facebook mm. saying, do you want to play a show with us? Um, should we play a show with the Paper Tigers? And I can't remember who it was, but they were like, oh, those guys are dickheads. Are you serious? Yeah. Hectic. Well, it's funny because I remember that time we, we asked Twin Folds to open for us at a gig at uh, the Foundry, actually, which is a great venue. And we got turned down. It was probably like it would have been your third or fourth gig. Well, you haven't been around for be that fair, long. To be fair, I think half of us were away. It was oh, okay. during the holidays. Well, that's fine. Um, well, we got Shag Rock instead, but then, yeah, which the first- felt like a fucking get at the time. <laughs> what do people, like, what oh, do, what what do people think of Shag Rock? Because they were they like, were the um, biggest band in at least for a like casual Brisbane observer. Indie scene. Yeah, yeah they, they, I was at a friend's house the other night, and she just put on a playlist of music. Dude, and, people love Shag and Rock. Sun Bleach Girl came on the and they. I will say whatever you think of, they killed it at the museum law ball. Yes, which was in 2017. No, they did a great cover of Feel Good Inc. (laughs) (laughs) I was was waiting for you to go through with it. Um, I mean, I I like Shag Rock a lot as blokes, and they came in for us when Twin Folds were mean. Um, But I messaged uh, one of the lead singers of of an old band in Brisbane today, and I was like, hey, mate, like just doing a podcast about the Brisbane music scene tonight. And he was like, only one comment for you, mate. Shag Rock fucking suck. And I was like, geez, where's this enmity come from? He told me one anecdote, which is very funny. Apparently, their drummer obsessed 
obsessively insists on referring to his drums as female. <laughs> and he will go around to the other bands going, is she set up right? Has she feeling good tonight? And this bloke was like, probably, not, what, probably not good saying he's going to hit her for three hours. <laughs> he's going to slap the skins. I hate you. <laughs> you were really hitting them. You were really I? hitting those skins last night. Yeah, I imagine it was a woman. But yeah, I've just... um. I mean, I like them a lot, and, and their music's good. But yeah, there, there I was. I like that. I had a few good. Champagne was yeah. One of those their first, hate EP, to link our first EP was amazing. Yeah, hate was to really, link ourselves really in with Shag Rock. Um, they got knocked back for a lot of what we did, which is just like you're very poppy. You're openly trying yeah. to appeal to 14 year olds, and like the best place to be in the Brisbane music scene is to have seven fans. Yeah, like right. there's this obsession with being quite niche and stuff, and mm. and being poppy. Uh, I uh, with Shag Rock as well. I remember the. That one of the big stories that came out of the Brisbane music scene was that they played a gig and then they put all their instruments in the car. Yeah. They went to get something else. And didn't someone break into the van someone and still? Like, I just remember all these. Someone took posts. like ten thousand dollars. Heartbreaking. And it's also probably going to be easy to catch them. It's like, hey, who's this new band a week <laughs> after the robbery with just a full it's kit? Like, it's I love like, the uh, idea that someone's doing that to start a new band. <laughs> it's like, hello, it's the foundry some crackhead selling it to cash <laughs> converters. Hello, foundry, we're Rag Shock. Hang on. Well, it's, that's something I have an issue with. They've named themselves after a rock off the coast of Stradbroke. Actually, fun fact about, oh, are you fun serious? Fact about Shag Rock. Oh, there is cringe. a competing Shag Rock band on Stradbroke Island, so they cannot play there. <laughs> and I feel like the one on well, Stradbroke will get shot. Like- no, no, because like people will get confused. They think, mm. I'm, I'm rocking up to see Shag Rock, so the, the Stradbroke band. Oh, no, it's a bunch of Brisbane people. Hang on. Get and then there's, the main And then there's other people rocking up to the gigs and standing on them trying to fish. And Excuse me, I need to go back to my chick drums. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so oh, I think we can bury the hatchet now, Hamish. I always had a lot of respect for you, and it broke my heart that you didn't for me. It seems like your <laughs> it seems it. like your ill will towards each other was based on your reputations and not your yeah, awareness it was, it was never of each actually, Well, it, I would say that until I met Joe when we were playing in 18th, mm. and Joe was in the crowd <laughs> at the 18th, and he just kept Steph Vandage at 18th, kept <laughs> shouting at us, "Play Blister in the Sun! I'll oh, play Mr. Brightside!" <laughs> I know why you're fucking like Blister in the Sun. It's got claps in it. <laughs> I see exactly what you're doing, oh, let's go for it. Yeah, admittedly, I was. Uh, yeah, that that sucked. And also, the first time we ever truly met in person was when Hamish came in as the singer for the Warn Identity, the band we had. I don't think we go down Warn. on that. The Warn Identity, yeah. like Shane Warn, very, very clever. I loved it. Um, I don't think we got on then. I wouldn't say that. I think we would. Oh, that's good. We'd met by that point. True. We, Had we? We'd met through a review by that point. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah, I remember first review rehearsal coming in. And I was like, Hamish Litz is doing this show. That's the guy who hates me and who two weekends ago I screamed no. in his mouth being like, play Mr. Brightside cut. <laughs> and then also that night but we stole that, your microphones then, and sunk. Yeah, yeah. That's Yeah, tell this. Didn't I, I hate to uh, kind of come to Twinfold's defense here, <laughs> but weren't you at, was it Steph's 18th? Yeah, Steph's 18th. Didn't you and Xavier, the lead singer yeah. of the Paper Tigers, just like yeah. annex the gig? Yeah, because there wasn't a stage. <laughs> so we just grabbed their microphones and started singing as if it was karaoke. They loved it. <laughs> Who did? Yeah, we loved it. Hamish yeah, loved it. Then Hamish loved it. No, I kind of annoyed you that much, mate. You're no, here now. No, we're here now. And then we got you guys to play at the bright side for your reunion gig. That was very yeah, fun. That was that fun. I was there for that and gig. And I felt I bad. Like, yeah. And then, you know, that is quite a fitting conclusion to all this chat about history. Ending yeah, up at the we, bright side where Henry's there in the audience and Hamish and I are playing. Here's what I want to ask. Brisbane music scene. I mean, there was a bit of hate between you guys. Is there anyone like, who just sucks? 
Who are, they? are there any other There's bands? There's only one band I feel really... With Rort Royal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Only one band I feel comfortable dissing because members of them have said they suck. Yeah. They have the funniest ever we're breaking up as a band post because they were like irreconcilable personal differences. And it's like, yeah, because you're a cunt. So, sorry. This is just Port Royal. Port yeah. Royal. Yeah. They. Royal. What was the issue? Uh, famously, wasn't the lead, lead singer. The lead singer was a bit of a bit of a character. Famously, he bought uh, everyone in the band outfits from op shops. Yeah, for they, each he gig. used to go shopping with Forced them. Be like, them You're to wearing wear them. that floral shirt tonight. Mm, okay. And uh, Deadset convinced he was Mick Jagger. I can't remember. I'm not. Lawson def- Doyle. Or, yeah, that's and he it. made he made merch with his band merch with his own face on it. As Port Doyle instead of Port Royal. <laughs> and didn't, like, you get, didn't, like, you uh, t- didn't you once tell me, Hamish, that he got a t shirt made saying, Who the. What was his name? Lawson. Yeah, who the fuck, who is, the Lawson fuck is Lawson Doyle? Doyle? Like, yeah. So to be like, like if I wore it? a t shirt around <laughs> yeah. being like, Who the fuck is Henry Brett? Yeah, which you're wearing now. Yeah, which I am. That's so weird. Mm. <laughs> it's a singlet. But, but yeah, no, they uh, he also thought he was Mick Jagger so much uh, that it extended to, I think, you know, DMing slightly younger women. So uh, it's a difficult reputation to have. But now, uh, okay, well, right there, well, before we get into creating my sound, I guess the last yeah. thing I need is someone to make that sound be heard by the audience. Sound guys, have you guys, yeah. you guys had something written? They are the funniest and most necessary the, part of music. The weirdest people in the world as well. Mm. Like, I've just, I've come across some insanely weird sound for, guys. For lack of a better word, they try to. I don't know whether it's intentional, but when you are starting out, you don't know anything about sound. You'll get up on stage, play two chords, and they'll be like, yeah, so that um, fallback EQ level's a little bit trippy. Should yeah, we double line that, it? Do you want the J6 run through the, the <laughs> fallback there? Or do you want to come back through the Maxibon mic over the top there, buddy? And they've always got like a belt with like yeah. tools that they couldn't possibly we, need. We what, do you need a saw? Yeah, yeah. what's what? that Swiss arm? Or oh, they've got a belt and you look at it real deep and it's a carabiner or a bottle opener. It's like, what's that for, mate? We had yeah, a sound guy who rocked up like three hours. Hours late to sound check for us, like so so late. And he and he walks and he's like, "Sorry, boys, it's karma. A band did this to me last week, so I got to do it to you." She goes yeah. around a different like, band. That doesn't work, bro. It's not karma co- works. Bro, it's not college. Job. Just because you were bullied doesn't mean you have to bully someone younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love sound guys, but they are as rare so, a breed as. But you also ever can make or break. Oh, legit. If you have bad sound, you will play the worst gig in your life. 100%. Because mm. you, you can't hear anything. They can mix there. it really well where um, the sound is bad, but you won't know it. Because yeah. the sound that goes out to the audience is mixed differently to the sound that comes to you through the fallback speakers. Yeah, right. So, we played the Powerhouse once um, in, uh, what's that, like, sort of main open-air stage yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. So, yeah. we played there and it sounded so good to us. We were like, God, we absolutely crushed this. Fantastic. Walk off stage and one of our friends is like, Boys, what the fuck happened? And I was like, what? Yeah. And he was like, I couldn't hear a word any of you sung. Mm. And I was just like, fucking sound guys, man. They hold all the cars. So, next time you're listening to a small band play and you think they're doing a bad job, just give them benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Maybe it's a bad sound guy. If they look good, they're doing good. Yeah. Hamish and Joe just jamming, as we call it. A bit of a jamboree here. Rocking out. Sticking it to the man. Hey, man, stick this. Um, 
So yeah, Henry. The mangroves. <laughs> oh, Henry, you're still oh, here. Oh, you're still here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to learn, boys. So the mangroves are <laughs> yeah, uh, my band. What sound are you looking for, buddy? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to write my debut single. So this needs to be something that's going to wow Brisbane. I want to make it on the Brisbane scene. Okay. Very different to making it on the Melbourne or Sydney scene. It doesn't need yeah. to be a big radio hit. It just needs to be something that will work in the bars and be hummed down the valley streets. Mm. So you want hummed. Oh, what, I, what I want is... I'm hearing this. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not a bit... Oh, there it is. So, he, here's my question. Slow or fast for the first single? It's it's a... Mid-tempo. Mid, Mid-tempo mid rock Mid-tempo, a lot of drums in the I chorus. A bit sad boy. What are the chords of that, hey? Okay. I like that. And that's just starting it. All right. Pause. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Like that. That's very good for manga. Well, I, cool. I like... That's a little... Is it majors and minors? Yeah, a bit of both. You know, you got to... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sensing there were some majors and some minors in there. That's a guitar you're playing, isn't it? Six strings there, fellas. All right, well, that's a good start. Okay, I think that's the verse. But I feel like I want the chorus the chorus to pop a bit. Yeah. Okay, so... Well, what do we want the song to be about? What are you? Because your a- your debut single, Stone Cold, or what? No, no it's Getaway. It was Getaway. Okay. Getaway. So what's that about? Just like getting away. The TV show. The TV show. Channel Nine. We were all desperate to become Getaway hosts. It was better than Great Outdoors. Okay. Backyard. Definitely better anymore, mate. What was your debut single? It was about loving a girl so much you moved to Norway. Was that the one of that had the line of why do dogs bark at the moon? They no, that was be barking at you. Yeah, that was another one. That was a song called Thursday. I, um, I like that one. That had a, So, there's a French word called etude, which is like a love song. Mm. And our lead singer wrote the lyric, I wrote etudes to you. And mm. everyone in the band uh, for two years thought it was eight tunes. Oh, I so, I think H. it's important to avoid any French lyrics in this okay, song. Okay, so no French. No That's French. good. All right. Um, so, I guess I, so I'm getting from it. It's it's got to be about a breakup. And let's it's, a, it's about a it's about love. a breakup. But you know what I think it is? <sighs> it's a breakup with Brisbane. Oh. Literally read my mind. Okay, should we do it from the perspective of someone who's leaving Brisbane for a certain amount they're of time? Tr- yeah. yeah, they're breaking they're up to, with Brisbane. They're about to move to Sydney for some fancy job. For yeah, a, yeah, great. And they're leaving. And they're their sad life to be leaving. Okay, that's good. Yeah, the shores of Brisbane. That's so, good. That's really good. I guess like something along the lines of like. Yeah, where would, where would you? You're at the airport, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You're watching. You know, it's it's also on the flip side of that. The same song is about driving home into Brisbane. I have this great image of Brisbane in my mind of when you're driving from the southern part of the freeway. Oh, there, mate. And you, and you come around you to about exit five and then you see the Brisbane skyline. I like that more. I like coming home to Brisbane coming more home than to Brisbane. I like and leaving Brisbane. And you just Brisbane. see it and you watch the sunset. Cool. Over so it so like, we're coming home to Brisbane after you've been away for a while. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to think about the. Well, that time at the domestic airport feels like so, so long ago. Now I'm coming over the gateway bridge and I feel like I don't know how I ever let you go. Is that our first two lines? I like that. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. good. Okay. That's really nice. Well, you mentioned what's, what's the fourth chord you're playing, Hamish? Uh, E minor. Uh, okay, cool. Cool. I thought it was an extension chord. For the people playing along at home. <laughs> okay, so it's nice. like coming home from the domestic yep. airport and 
Don't remember. Yeah, like, leaving at the domestic airport feels like so long ago. Yeah. Coming over to the... I don't know how I ever let you go. Unfortunately, I've run to go with go there. That's fine. That's you all know, right. Just, That's just fine. riff. It's Henry. Brisbane. Just riff. That's all right. Just riff. So I think like then you want a little... that We'll do that line again for the verse. Yeah. And then what? what's the... A bridge? Then you have like... We'll do a bridge. Oh, yeah. Also, I reckon if it's in the same key, big major chords for the chorus. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So we'll pick up from I'll pick up from the gateway bridge. Yeah. Or is this the bridge? Or is that chorus? That's the chorus. Oh. That G C G D. All right. Joe and Haim here just uh, aligning themselves with the chords. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. so we'll do. Two versions of what we just played. Yep. A very quick bridge. Like bridge. A, even just one last. Like every night. And now mind. when I'm on yes. the city cat, all I think is a- or what whatever, like yeah. and that'll build into the chorus. Yeah. So should we uh, just for the listeners' benefit, should we turn the mics off for a bit while we rehearse it just once or twice and then just turn them on and record it live? I feel like they're liking hearing they're the like workshop. Yeah, they love this. They love this. Yeah, they love this. Alright. Alright, so from the top. We'll impro- is this from the top from the first line? Yeah, we'll yeah. just feel it All out. Right, and then I'll try just and get into the chorus. I'll try and just bridge. improv. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and... All right, let's rock and roll. Right. This is the opening. Welcome to the mangroves. That time at the domestic airport feels like so long ago. As I drive home over the gateway bridge I don't know how I ever let you go I get back on a city cat, tap my go card And those times in Sydney and Melbourne and even Perth I leave behind like a postcard How did I ever consider not living in Brisbane? And now I know that it will be the last time I leave And I feel so truly relieved Say hello to my dad Mike And my mum and she's named Sally All I wanna do is go play golf at Vic Park And go and get fucked up in the valley I look at four triple Z And the place behind Black Bear where I once got head And now all I can think is If you're gonna you're have a an Henry and we're on back in Brisbane again Oh, oh yeah oh, Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> We are the Mangroves Thank you so much, everyone, for listening in to our Brisbane Music Special. It's been a pleasure to have Hamish Lidster here with us today. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, no, fantastic. And I think it's safe to say that now that the Mangroves are ready, they're going to launch their music career, and then uh, from there, hopefully, we can launch Slam Mm. Friday. So it won't be too long, I don't think, before we have Unpacking Brisbane live show, a set from the Mangroves, followed by a performance from Slam Friday. So I can't wait. We're really going to domineer, domineer the music scene. Uh, thanks for listening, and let's take us out with a little bit more from the Mangroves in their uh, in their opening single. Do we give the single a name? I guess just it's unpacking Brisbane. Yeah, I like that. Brisbane first single. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, so let's take it away, boys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time, guys. Oh, okay. And Brisbane is the city that's better than everyone you visited, especially the last. And 
And if you love a city so much The only thing you can do is get your mates And start a fucking podcast This has been Unpacking Brisbane It's always been Unpacking Brisbane Hamish visited and Joe lives here And it's so good to be Unpacking Brisbane again yeah, you I'm know here with Joe and Henry and we're unpacking Brisbane again. I'm here with Hen and Hamish and we're unpacking Brisbane. Here with Joe and Henry and we're unpacking Brisbane again. I think Joe's parents have been kept up cause we've been unpacking Brisbane a little loud on a Thursday night. Here with Joe and Henry. Here with Joe and Henry. Here with Joe and Henry. Unpacking Brisbane again. Here with Joe and Henry and we're unpacking Brisbane again.